Welcome to the Goblin's Creek Podcast. I'm Michael. I'm Sasha. Uh, Have a good episode. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Thor Podcast, where we study Thor in myth, in academia, and in legend, and not in those dastardly MCU films. (laughs) JK, we're doing the MCU Thor 1, the first Thor movie, because, honestly, we liked it. We liked it. Well... Hold on, one of your dogs wants to get out. Oh my god, no, Sasha's being unprofessional, everyone. Yeah. I, I apologize for her, and I'm sure she'll apologize for herself. So the first, one of the guiding questions that we've established for Deduced. the podcast going is, is this movie delightful? And I think that, you know, Thor, there are parts of Thor that are just frankly delightful. There's a lot of fun. I think any Anthony Hopkins as Odin performance is... He's just... the worst in Dark World because his character is kind of kind of out of nowhere, antagonistic to Thor and kind of racist in a way. Kind of not <laughs> tra- not the tra- not traditional racism, but human, anti-human. anti-human he's an anti-humanist. But in Thor 1, he's... Well, I think something that... Thor 1, he's really real. Something we've noticed... I take away your power! Something that we have noticed in our recurring Thor revisiting is that Odin is kind of this... You really notice the back... Like, the backstory that Ragnarok establishes with Odin as this conqueror... This conqueror who is, like, really ashamed of that past... And you can see the elements of that in Thor 1. And no, in, you can't. And in the Dark World. Um, yeah, the D-World. The D-World, as it's known. Basically, every step of the way, he's criticizing Thor for this like misuse of like power. You're vain! You're greedy! greedy cruel, cruel boy! Um, no, I mean, that fight yeah. between... And you are an old man and a fool! <laughs> Perhaps I was a fool. To, to think, think you, you were ready. Thor. By my father. And by his father before him, I take away your power. I don't know if just reciting scenes is commentary, Michael. The Asgard stuff is pretty delightful. It's pretty great. Um, the Odin interacting with Thor stuff is pretty delightful. Loki is just kind of like this fun, mischievous character who's also kind of pretty delightful. But kind of what we're getting at with the Odin stuff is the segue into is the main character arc a success? Yes, and I say in Thor 1, eh, kinda. Kinda. I mean, sorta. It, on paper and just in the scenes, it works. I mean, it's, you know, Thor is this vain, greedy, cruel boy who Stops is, being a vain, greedy, cruel boy. Yeah, sorta. who wants war and eventually and is like, peace is better and it becomes like a... He, he basically sell, has this moment of self-sacrifice that makes him worthy of the hammer I think where it's not as big a win for me in that arc is that self-sacrifice is not really the opposing component of warmongering. No, it's not. I guess. Or, like, starting these, like, yeah, inter-realm conflicts. But he does come to value people's lives more. in a more significant well, way. Well, he falls in love with Jane, Jane? played by Natalie... Portman. Natalie Portman. Which is itself a Portman too of Natalie Port. <laughs> this is also once you bring Natalie Portman Jane into it, you kind of get to the question of what's it going for? What's it going towards? What's it going towards? <laughs> what's it going what is it going away from? <laughs> and 
the Jane stuff in this movie feel. I mean, you were the one who pointed it out. It feels like a rom com. It's very rom. No, I mean, it, it becomes a rom com for extended stretches. This film. It's does. like a third of fantasy film, but not ever really when it's on Earth. Not when it's on Earth. When it's on Earth, it's mostly a rom com. Alexander Skarsgård, everybody. He, he's pretty funny. In he's this pretty movie. good. He's actually like insanely. Like, significant in the MCU? Yeah, he's in a lot of MCU movies. That's he's in more like. than Natalie Portman. Um, and less than Anthony Mackie. Is that true? Yes. Is it? Statistically? Anthony Mackie is in Thor 1, Thor 2, Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> Age of Ultron, Iron Man 3, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Infinity War. Anthony Mackie? <laughs> <laughs> is it all of those? Yeah, no, he's not. Sam he's makes not. a Sam makes a cameo. You'd be surprised. Well, usually he's just in the background, kind of, sort of invisible or in deleted scenes. But he's there, and he's significant. <laughs> Something I um I actually really enjoyed with my Thor rewatch was I love how like anti Shield Jane is. Well, she hates I think them. what I you realize into it. <laughs> is that while Shield in the original Iron Man is kind of purported to be this like kind of objective good. And that they're, like, looking for justice. From a fairly early time in the MCU, S.H.I.E.L.D. is shown to be kind of conniving. No, I mean, they take they take all of Jane's bullshit, or not bullshit, they take all of her important research material. Shane takes, Jane takes all of their, <laughs> Shane. Shane, Jane takes all of their bullshit. No. More like. Yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. takes all of Jane's re- important research material. I don't even remember if they had a warrant or not. Yeah. Um, it certainly wasn't warranted. It wasn't warranted. No, they steal all of it with, like, no communication or, like, conversation or consultation. Like, literally, they just, like, don't care. Um, and Jane's like, I hate these people. And honestly, like, I'm pro-Jane. Like, I also hate yeah. Shield. I'm pro-Darcy more <laughs> fundamentally. But well, you, I well, I think what it is with Jane is that you see S.H.I.E.L.D. through the point of view of a normal person who's just trying to, like do their research and, like, live their life and not through, like, a superhuman who, like, is one of the, like, god-king warriors of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, exactly. Like, this would be, like, if Erskine's, like, shit was stolen by S.H.I.E.L.D. and he, like, wasn't allowed to, like, build, continue his, like, serum stuff. No, exactly. It's kind of, like, a similar situation. Coulson's in there. Son of Cole. Son of Cole. No, Thor Thor has a lot of like really fun. It's pretty funny. Honestly, like well, when I originally saw it, I was with my sister and my mom, and one of the things my sister said afterwards was that um even movies like this are funny now. And this is when we were like I don't know, thirteen, fourteen, like it was a while ago. And like it's true, like this movie is like pretty funny and it tries pretty hard to be like comedic for like a lot of it and it it greases the wheels of what is otherwise a pretty dry and boring movie. It does. No, that's it makes it, it very bearable as a, as compared to Gabagool Tron. Gabagool I would say, well, First Avenger is not good. Let's, um, f- you know, Well, te- teaser, tease. Teasy, teasy. Hashtag teasing teasy. Our next, Hashtag teasy. Next episode. Hashtag teasy 2.0. Yeah, Gabagool Tron does not have that kind of successful humor element, though Gabagool Tron goes for the humor it element. It really, really wants it. It's actually not that funny at all ever (laughs) very rarely and then it's serious moments are like really boring but thor isn't like that thor is better than gabagultron and first avenji yeah Um, i think that's what we came down simply by virtue of being funnier than those movies (laughs) 
So really, I think that's what it kind of boils down to for me in Thor. Like, Thor is... And also, like... But also, Chris Hemsworth is, like, more than what Chris Evans is. Certainly in Gabagool Tron. Not... Well, to be fair, Thor sucks in Gabagool Tron. Like, I don't even really... Gabagool Tron almost feels like Thor is in, like, a different movie the whole time. <laughs> no, it does. And it then does. When he, he goes to that weird sometimes, Well, it just feels like his plot doesn't have anything to do with, like... Like, why bring Heimdall in to this, like, Avengers movie? Like, I guess what it is is, like, Thor doesn't really develop that significant of relationships with the other Avengers in Avengers 1. Mm-hmm. And then in Gabba Gultron, there's just, like, nothing to build off of. Yeah. And so he's just kind of doing his own thing, and then he shows up when they need, like, muscle to, like, beat up robots, basically. No, that's actually really true. Like, the main antagonism in that movie is between, like... Well, here we are talking about Gabagultron. Yeah, let's, let's reorient. Let's hold Gabagool. off on Gabagultron. I will say something that I watched, that we watched the first Thor, Jeez. and we really, really enjoyed about it was Chris Hemsworth's performance. I mean, he brings a lot of, like, charisma He brings humor charisma to, to it. He brings charisma to that role. And, like, whatever, he makes the humor that is there work. It's not exceptionally well-written humor. No, no, But he's good in the role. No, he's, he's a good. great he, Thor. He's I couldn't imagine. It's not like I could imagine someone else playing Thor and he coming up. And I will say, for the MCU, for the most part, I think that's true. Like, it's not like I could, like, easily replace someone with a better actor. But I think that's especially true in Thor. Like, I can't, I really can't imagine someone else like a more suited person for that yeah especially with like the comedic elements because chris hemsworth is like pretty funny and he does this like funny like golden retriever like beautiful dope kind of role as thor that like works pretty well no especially in the rom-com elements of no especially in the rom-com elements well it's funny to watch this movie older because you see like kind of these ridiculous tropes slightly of these like women being like oh my god thor like, that's, like, a lot of this movie. No, that's... But I like it. That's in like Gabagultron, too. Yeah, it's in Gabagultron. You know, it is in Gabagultron. No, pe- women are like, oh, my God, it's Thor. But, like, also, like, fair enough, it's Thor. It's Thor. It's Chris Hemsy. It's that. It's the f- primary Hemsway. <laughs> as opposed to Luke. So, I think we should go over really quickly. What's our Loki takeaway from this movie? Um, Loki is kind of boring, but pretty cool. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It's pretty cool. He's he's pretty good in this movie, actually. He's better in Avengers. He is. There's yeah. a reason that Avengers, like one of the things that Avengers does is it, it it has the strengths of the rest of Phase One in a lot of ways, but it also kind of covers up the weaknesses. Like Loki is better in Avengers than he is in Thor One, but he's I'm also gonna, good I'm, in Avengers. I'm gonna go out on a limb. Well, I will say. Like, I just think he has more weight in Avengers. He has more weight in Avengers. There is this, like, weird disconnect between him. He's a different and... character. He's a well. different character. Like, he shows up and he's, like, actually, like, I want to be, like, a fascist, like, dictator, kind of. Yeah, which kind of, which happens at the end of Thor. It happens but it's not who he is for most of Thor. No. And I think, like, it's also, like, related to, like, off-screen Thanos development stuff. I, yeah. Like, I wouldn't say Avengers Loki is incongruous with... Thor but he's Loki, different. But there is this clear development that happens because of the very end of Thor. Yeah. Um, where Thor drifts off into the into the galaxy. Where Loki drifts off into the. Oh yeah, galaxy. Where, where Loki. Which is off. actually a really similar ending to what Nebula gets in Guardians One, no, and that true. they she both willingly away. decide to just like fall to into like this kind of like abyss. No, exactly. And then they return as like antagonists in They're up all films. night to get Loki. <laughs> um, no, that's true. 
And then another, like, side... What about the Warriors 3? Well, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. Fandral, the white, thin Warrior 3, is recast in Dark World and in Ragnarok as Zachary Levy. Zachary Levy is not in Thor 1. That's true. So I'm going to leave it to Sasha to comment on that casting change, because she knows all about that. She was actually Zachary Levy's agent from 2007 to 2015. I think they just wanted, like, bigger names for the Warriors 3. Um, yeah. Because originally they were, pl- they were like, the ensemble of the Thor movies. And I think the that they were like, let's take advantage of, like, having Zachary Levy, like, for whatever reason, want to be in this. And then... Yeah, I think I think they were just basically trying to. Well, like, and let's talk about the other them... elephant in the room, or should I say, the giant chipmunk in the room, Zachary Levy, at a similar era no. to the recasting. Well, now we're getting away from Thor because Zachary Levy I'm, wasn't. In you're Thor. getting away from Thor. I'm trying to but talk about the Warriors. What is story. Zachary Levy's best role outside of Chuck? I mean, I don't know. I'm not as. Well, a in, lot of people would probably say Tangled, dude. Is he in Tangled? Is he Flynn Rider? Yeah. But what about? He's not known for Alvin and the Chipmunks, the squeakquel. It's probably like a David Cross scenario where he just needed his bills to be paid. But what about Shazam? I mean, we Shazam. We're this is MCU in review, so it's let's stick to the let's stick to the Warriors three really quickly. But for a second, for one second, sorry no. about what is Daniel I will Lee's kick best? your ankle. <laughs> My um, ankle's broken, everybody. Sasha's talking about caretaker abuse. Yeah, I am. Um, okay. No, like they clearly wanted the Warriors three. I think to be like a bigger or like more. Like, the, the kind of joke about the blonde warrior in the first one is that he's, like, French, I think? Yeah, he's kind of... <laughs> which is, yeah. He, um, <laughs> he gets injured in the original Oh, movie, that's true, he does. Battle. He gets, like, stabbed through the shoulder or something. Well, let's talk about... Okay, let's talk about our ranking. I feel like we should finally do rankings. We don't have a firm Warriors 3 discussion point, dude. I feel like you, you've gone through our firm... You are not contributing firm... to this discussion at all. I am contributing to this no, discussion. No, you're not. Well, you're the one who won't talk about the T word. The T word? Toby? Toby. <laughs> I don't... Okay, but is Toby in the MCU? Well, oh, I think you can me, argue that the Just give me two fucking sentences had, about the Warriors 3 and Thor 1. Is that so fucking hard? Well, I'd say the Warriors 3 and Thor 1 are his friends. And they show up a bunch. I but think, not too much. But not too much. And they're not that memorable. And Zachary Levy is not there. Zachary Levy is not there. On accident or on purpose? We don't know. I think on accident. Because they you think they prefer the to have? Because you know that. Zachary well, I don't Levy's, know if they were looking. Would you at Zachary say that Zachary Levy. Levy is the true Fandral? I don't fucking care. You don't care about Zachary Levy even after we saw the squeak wall? No, I don't, dude. <laughs> I feel like maybe we need a separate podcast to discuss Zachary Levy's role in the. Well, maybe because you seem really helping. How could I not be? It. We're talking about the Warriors three. We're talking about Zachary Levy. I'm and ta- we just watched squeak wall. I w- okay. See the. The fact about the Warriors 3 and Thor's 1 is that Zachary Levy is not fucking one of them. That's what I'm saying. Is that all of your Warriors 3 take? Well, it's a significant... Post-Squeakquel, it's a significant chunk. Uh, my <laughs> crutches just attack Saga. I'm gonna fucking stab you with them. Try trapping my crutches. I need to pee a little bit, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm sure our listeners will love to hear about that. I hope so. 
Okay, so since you are not interested in talking about the Warriors three at all, I am interested in talking about the Warriors three. I feel like you're you have very you have you. There's like something you want me to say about the Warriors. There, three. I want you to say something other than Zachary Levy, whose performance begins in the Dark World and not Thor Uno. Can you promise me we're going to talk about Zachary Levy in the Dark when we talk about? I mean, the dark we'll world? have to because you're incessant. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> you're a nuisance. I'm an old sense. You're like fucking Alvin. Alvin! Um, that's me to you. So what Hardly. is what does Thor Uno teach the MCU? Um, Thor Uno teaches the MCU that even the movies that people really kind of look down on and think, wow, I'm really glad the MCU like evolved from this, were kind of good and kind of fun and not as bad as other later MCU films that were true flops. I do I do think we should um, but it, not that. to say that Thor 1 is a great movie, but it is so much, it is leagues better than Gabagultron, and what it aims to be is leagues I mean, better I than don't think Age of Ultron should be our bar. It's I know. the worst MCU movie. Well, we haven't seen them all yet. We, haven't, we haven't reviewed them all yet. I mean, uh, we still have to watch. I think to Thor's... I don't, know, I don't think anything post-Gabagultron is worse than yeah. To Thor's detriment, it's a really ugly movie, I think. Tilty Cam. Well, we haven't even talked about the, the star the of the fucking film. fucking Tilty Cam. Tilty Cam. I don't know why they tilt the camera for Constantly so much for of the random shots. Movie. Just It's really, it's distracting and it does not add anything. There's this Hawkeye cameo where he shows up but he doesn't shoot he once. He never shoots his bow. But he does go at one point, he's like, I'm rooting for Thor because Thor's like, doesn't have his powers and he's like fighting a bunch of like military guys. In the mud, shirtless. He's doing mud, shirtless wrestling. <laughs> Which again is fun. Like that kind of tells you about Thor. Like Thor doesn't have his power for a lot of this movie. Well, for one of the things that this movie does that's kind of funny is that for a lot of it, Thor is just like a guy who everyone thinks is crazy. Yeah, that's and that true. is like a good role for Chris Hemsworth to be in is like a guy who everyone thinks is crazy. Well, and it's like specifically that, and who Thor really is is like this like heir to this like intergalactic fantasy like universe Fantasm. kingdom. And he knows that, but no one else believes him, so that gives him a certain just kind of like, I don't care that you think I'm crazy yeah. vibe to it, where he doesn't care, but he's also just like, this is life, like, how can you not, you guys are so, like, you guys are so, yeah, dumb. You guys are just, you guys just don't know. The Bifrost stuff is cool. I like that they break the Bifrost at the end. Yeah. I wish we'd gotten more about just, like, how that worked. Yeah. Or like how like rebuilding it worked. The Bi Hot. The Bi Hot. <laughs> Sorry, my mom's cleaning the house. <laughs> but yeah, the Bifrost. I mean, and then Destroyer. Destroyer. We gotta talk about Destroyer a little bit. We do have to release it. Um, the the thing where he like reverses his body is, is sick cool. as fuck. He's a good kind of mechanical engineering feat, but why they made him so central to <laughs> the action of... I, it's not... Thor fighting this robot with eye lasers is just not as interesting as I think these people thought it was going to be. No, no. It's unfortunate. No, it's I, I kind of would have liked to have seen like a real Loki Thor fight. I mean, I guess... We kind of get one. The, yeah, well, yeah, we do towards the end. And I guess, like, ultimately the thing is that Loki isn't really much of a fighter. He's, like, a trickster figure. Yeah. Which is, like, how he handles that fight with Thor at the end. I think a lot of the fight scenes in this movie are pretty forgettable. 
That's true. Well, okay, we haven't talked about the best fight scene in the movie, though, which is when Thor goes to fight the Jotuns. Well, we have to talk about the Jotuns. Because the Jotun fight is sick. The Jotun fight is sick. It is. Father, we'll finish them together. So Luffy is pretty cool, too. Oh, my God. Luffy's, like, really, really amazing. Um, (laughs) He does try to murder Odin in his sleep. Um, Only to be killed by his own biological Father, we'll finish them together. Luffy is like a fun, he's a frost fun giant, Jotun, yeah, like villain. antagonist. Yeah, he's good. No, well, I like that he's like, look, dude, I didn't start this fight, but we to be like, it can just be Luffy. over because you want it to be over is not gonna work. It's for not me. fair. It's not yeah. fair. It's not. Yeah. No, Luffy's pretty cool. Well, Loki being a frost giant is something that never comes up in the MCU again, but it's, like, kind of cool. It's really cool. I actually really like that element of that movie. And the argument between him and Odin about the motivation for taking Loki in is, like, really fun. I mean, it's, like, it's a clear metaphor for adoption. No, it's true. But adoption in this, like, fantasy realm where, like, adopting heirs to these, to, like, other kingdoms... And stuff like that is like a pretty like significant. No, there's a political weight to adoption in these yes. like monarchical families that isn't true of just like kind of the average American. No, it's true. It's not the same, but it's like similar kind of to Ned taking in Theon or even John, um, where taking on these boys has these like really immense political. No, implications exactly. and weight to them. And Loki is kind of in that instance being like, "Am I Theon? Am I a hostage?" Am yeah. I this sort of just political chip to you? No, exactly. Or am I like an or am I like John? Am I like an actual son? No, exactly. That's kind of the divide there. Um, and Odin's like, of course you're my son. Like, you are my son. And Loki's like, no, I'm just like this political tool. Which is interesting because it's like unfortunately not really delved into again after cause, because Loki's like allegiances between the Jotuns and the Asgardians. It's unclear and messy. It's unclear and messy. It's just whatever's convenient for him or for the plot. I mean, he ends up killing his own father. He tries to kill both of his fathers. He tries to commit patricide multiple times in this film. Um, and succeeds. Lunch is served. Ah, this is my papa. Okay, lunch is served. Lunch break, lunch break, everyone. Ding, ding, that's the lunch bell. They're so obnoxious. You have just listened to The Goblin's Creek. The one-stop shop for all of your genre media streaming, on-streaming review needs. On-streaming review needs. Unless it's not on-streaming yet, which Hopefully it will be. Sometimes we review stuff that that we just have on DVD. Yeah. This is the Goblin's Creek once again. Tell all your friends about it because it's your one-stop shop for (laughs) genre media on-streaming being reviewed by two goblins. Two goblins. We're actual goblins.